Hello and welcome to another episode of Thinking Critically, a D&D discussion. A podcast where we take a single word or topic and discuss what it means within the D&D 5e and wider TTRPG framework. Each episode, I'm joined by a different guest to dissect a different topic. And today I'm joined by Robert Hartley. Thank you ever so much for joining us today, Rob. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I sure can. Thank you very much for having me on, Dan. So I'm Robert Hartley, or Robert Hartley GM online. People might know me as the Dungeon Master for a comedy group in New Zealand called Viva La Dirt League on the Viva La Dirt League D&D channel. Um, People also might know me from my Twitch channel, uh, Robert Hartley GM. I've been a Dungeon Master for about five years and been playing D&D for about five years and a month. (laughs) (laughs) I was one of these that got roped into the Dungeon Master role very early on. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much for that. So today's topic is, appropriately, streaming. So what does that mean to you in the D&D and wider TTRPG framework? Uh, Well, I've been wondering for a while how to answer this, knowing that this is how you lead into it. (laughs) I think what it means to me is pretty much my entire life. (laughs) Streaming streaming D&D is is my entire career, which if you'd told that to me a few years ago, I would never have believed it. And I'm sure if you tell it to any... Any careers advisor, they probably also wouldn't believe it. The fact that I can make a full-time living off of streaming Dungeons & Dragons related content. Um, but yeah, to, streaming to me is, is you know, sort of a more broad sense. It's more about how to take a hobby, a pastime, a, a joy for a lot of people that is normally five, six, seven people around a table and open that up to 10, 20, 100, 1,000 people online. Uh, even in the case of the the YouTube channels, even like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, mm-hmm. just like no no taking something that is refined to a table uh, a table usually and opening that out to the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you start way back? You know, five and a half years ago, five five years and one month ago, did you start <laughs> streaming then, or was that were you, were you playing quote unquote private games at that point? No, so I was I was I started in uh, in the way that most people start in that it was just it was a hobby it was a, it was a fun little uh, pastime it was something to do with some friends um, and I got hooked I got hooked in a ma- major way first time I ever played D and I was like well that's this is me now <laughs> this is me forevermore <laughs> and uh, and so we were playing as much as I I could afford to play while I was also studying mm-hmm. I had I have a a degree as an actor but I got a bachelor of performing arts. And then I tried to make it a living as an actor for a long time in New Zealand and just found that it's it's very difficult to make, make a living doing something in the arts. Mm. <laughs> and so I uh, eventually I decided, no, I'm, you know what, I'm going to take acting back to being a pastime uh, um, and I'll I'll study something, quote unquote, real, a real job. And I, and I went back to university, studied mathematics. And while I was wow. at university, I also discovered Dungeons & Dragons, which kind of scratched that same sort of performative itch of being a dunge- uh, an actor. And then right around the same time that I was finishing my maths degree, my D&D career kind of took off in a big way because I got a platform with um, Viva La Dirt League and a lot of people started con- contacting me being like, hey man, they're just, just saying I really love your, uh, your work as a dungeon master and the stories you tell with them and blah, blah, blah. Um, do you do anything? Can I can I follow you anywhere else? Can I see any more of your stuff? Yeah. Do you have a YouTube channel? Do you have this and that and the other? And I thought, you know what? Maybe I could start something on Twitch. And so I started it and it took off. And so I've only been a, a full-time streamer for about a year and a half. Okay. Okay. I think if you if you just said maths and acting, 
I think you pretty much described D and D. So I think you're like the most, y- yeah, legitimately the most academically qualified person I've had on. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a, a lot of, a lot of my fans have joked about the same thing because I, I kind of. Uh, being british self-deprecation is kind of in my genes mm. and so I, I talk about like oh i've got an acting degree and a maths degree and i'm not using either of them i've, got, I've just got <laughs> all i've got to show for it is bloody uh tens of thousands of dollars of student loan um but my <laughs> but my, my my friends are often like well no you've got a, a, an acting degree and a maths degree which kind of means you've got a D degree and i'm yeah. like oh yeah i suppose it is because it works like if, there, that if there was to be one it would crib from both of those <laughs> elements uh yeah Cool. Okay. So the reason I asked that question was because I wanted to, one of my big questions that I really wanted to pick your brains about today, because it's something that I've thought about doing in the past is how do you transition then from that, as you described it quite well of that, here's a little private game I have with my friends to, this is now a public facing thing and the kind of special considerations that some people might not think about. And I know you don't just do like actual play stuff that's streamed you do you do other things on your stream but if we restrict the scope to just playing D D at this yeah. point and then we can talk about the other ventures in a, in a bit yeah but for sure how, how how yeah what are the kind of like oh i never thought of that considerations and concessions you've had to you've had to think about yeah it's certainly a different beast um you've got it like i come at D as through a storytelling perspective i've all I, I always do i always everything is through the lens of um us all telling a story together and the type of story that I have to tell through streaming and through YouTube and things is is just a it just makes makes it a different story. So it was most apparent when I first started with the Viva guys um, on their main channel. We did um, as part of the promotion uh, for the uh, release of Descent into Avernus, Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus, the module where you can go to hell and uh, and, mm-hmm. and enjoy the <laughs> enjoy the layers of hell. And they got in touch with us and said, hey, we'd like to sponsor you some content. Um, would you do like nine episodes of a like half hour each content kind of thing of you playing D&D through this, uh, through this module? And it's a like level one to 13 module or something like that. And I had to mm. fit it into one session. <laughs> and, I, and, and so they gave me the bare bones of what, what had to happen. Oh, they need to meet this guy and they need to t- uh, talk to this and then they need to go and get this shield and then they need to go back to him. And then he sends them to this other NPC and blah, blah, blah. And then they ended up in hell. And I had to fit all of this into a, into a one six hour session that we then chopped up into half hour bits for YouTube. And so telling that as a story means that I had to steer heavily into the, um, the, uh, railroady type of campaign where like, mm-hmm. Hey, this happens. And then immediately, as soon as that campaign, uh, that, that encounters over, you're moving on to this other thing. And, Oh, look, an NPC comes over to you and says, Hey, you guys look like adventurers. Would you follow me this way, please? <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on this, this way. Come on. And, he, and then he puts a leash around your necks and he, and he drags you away. <laughs> oh, I want to talk to that guy. No, that guy's dead now. He can't, you can't, he can't talk to him because he's not, oh, he's not, he he's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a completely different story in that sense. You've got to be aware of the, uh, the sort of format you're, you're trying to put it out there for. So, like, in that, um, I knew that it was going to be half-hour episodes so I needed in my mm-hmm. preparation to make something interesting happen about every half hour. I needed to, th- there to be a combat or an encounter or some kind of social situation, whatever yeah. it happened to be. I needed something of that episode every half hour. Whereas if I'm streaming a game on my channel and it's a, an open-ended, I've, I've allocated about four hours and it's just a one-shot, then again, that's a different format. 
It's it's mm. like okay, we've got four hours to get through everything that I've got planned. It, nothing hap- has to happen on the hour every hour, mm. as long as I've got a rough feeling of the the sort of story arcs of a a campaign. You know, the hero's journey, that sort of thing. Yeah. And in that sense, it's similar to how I prepare for a home game, in that I still prepare for a home game, going okay, I've got three and a half hours from six thirty till ten p.m. or whatever, um, and I know that my audience in that in that respect is not going to be people watching my um, channel but it's going to be my friends. They're going to be more lenient. They're going to be a little bit more tired because they're just coming from work or whatever. So you just take your audience into account. You take the time that you've got to tell the story into account and you try and you try and fit that story into that uh, that, that that time limit that you've got. Mm. Every every half, something happening every half hour, I just, man, you are a braver man than I because that is a <laughs> mad velocity to maintain considering some, you know, some of my <laughs> games, nothing happens for four hours. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the things as well is that a lot of people will have seen that series and gone, this guy's a terrible DM. He's so railroady and blah, Mm. blah, blah. He's not letting them have any, uh, any framework for mucking about. And they'll have just not bothered with the rest of my stuff, not knowing that that is just one style of DMing that I had to take on for that particular role in my home games. We quite frequently, without exaggeration, we quite frequently get to the end of a session having not rolled anything because they've spent the entire time, basically real time, around a campfire, just t- talking in character. And mm-hmm. that's that's fine because that's a home game and that's what they wanted to do. I can just sit back behind my DM screen and barely say anything at all. And they're, they're arguing yeah. over some moral philosophy of whether it was right to kill that half-orc or not just because he was a half-orc. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're the best episodes. Uh, yeah. it's, it's like, I've got the night off. I can just sit <laughs> yeah, and watch like, content being made. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, can, I can just sit, sit back and pretend like it was all planned out from the start. Yeah, I'm not rattling through 101 like micro <laughs> missions in my head of what I need to do next. Yep. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, so, so I would say just to sort of, to sum up your, your question, because I know I rambled a bit, um, the main difference I, I, I felt between like home games and streaming it for content is just knowing that it's got to be enjoyable for the people watching. I still prioritize, mm. uh, whenever possible, I still prioritize the fun of myself and my players because people watching will will only really have fun if they feel like the people they're watching are having fun. And mm-hmm. so the the fun of me and my players is, is, is first and foremost. And then once we're having fun, I'm sure people will be watching it. I just have to put in a little bit extra work into thinking about um, keeping it a little more broad, maybe where... Maybe we're staying away from triggering topics a little more or, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Keeping it more PG than we might in our home games or just small considerations like that, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's still, yeah, always a little bit of extra overhead there, which is, yeah, kind of take it or leave. It's not for, not for everyone, I suppose, because I know from planning my own D&D campaign, even that can feel overwhelming at some points. So, oh, you yeah. know, I'm quite, I think both my players and I are happy at certain nsfw parts of my campaign that it's not no one else can <laughs> can see what what on earth is happening before us right yeah. now so uh yeah exactly because you because you, you know that you know your players hopefully you know you've, yeah. you've you've talked with your players about what their boundaries are and what their triggers are mm-hmm. and what their phobias are and things that you want to stay away steer away from and then if you want to act out like in one of my home games they they went and uh, had a fight with some hags and I really lent into the tropes of hags eating babies and stuff and like the, the nasty, mm-hmm. really grim fairy tale yeah. sort of nature of a hag. And the one of the Anis hags uh, in the lore of her in D&D is that she like, you know, kidnaps children and stuff. Yeah. And so when they when they found her, uh, well, <laughs> firstly, they found one of the three in the coven and in the coven, they found three different bedrooms and they were they, they were all very distinct, different um, decorations in the bedrooms and things. 
one of them they investigated they were like why there's something weird about the carpet and the and the uh, wallpaper oh the wallpaper is uh, made out of the flayed skin of children and the the, the carpet right. is the carpet is the scal- scalped heads of children with the, the hair still attached and stuff and they were like what the f- what the actual yeah. is going on here rob uh, yeah. and then and then when they finally met her she was wearing as leg greaves she was wearing two dead children like like she'd put she she'd like hollowed them out and put her legs through their bodies Oh. And and so like it's things like that that I can I I wouldn't put out into my streaming stuff or into my YouTube stuff mm. because you know that's hyper triggering and I apologize to anyone who's listening that was <laughs> just triggered by that but it's things like that that because I knew my players and because I'd already talked with them a session zero and uh, and and periodically the session zero shouldn't only ever happen in the start of your campaign especially if it's like no. one you've been playing for two years three years you should mm-hmm. periodically check in and be like as as anybody's triggers and phobias and things changed since then and because i knew that all of them were going to be okay with this this content because it's it's me uh really hyper realizing this this intensely evil creature yeah. from another realm of existence that th- thinks about morality and, uh, in, and and beauty in such a different way and they and it just gave them this huge just unwavering drive to kill her and to take her down yep. and to stop her before she killed another person and so it, i knew that it was okay to have in my home game but it's things like that that I would I would think twice about putting into my yeah my streaming for sure yeah I think that's absolutely the correct course of action and I think there is something to be said about really doubling down and making people like evil super oh, yeah. hyper evil you know relative to our morality uh, but yeah. yeah it's there's you know I can absolutely be like if I was a player in that game I'd have been like yeah this she has got she's to go. go down <laughs> she's got to go down and it's fun it it's it's the most fun when you can get the People who are usually the most on the fence morality-wise, um, the people who are always arguing for the bad guys have been like, well, you know, I see it from his point of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you can get them to go, no, she's got to go down. <laughs> then you're like, yeah. okay, yeah. Now, now we've found the level where they're all agreeing this lady's evil. Yeah, yeah. I need to probably uh, have a more kind of just like straight evil antagonist in my game. So if I like subverting expectations and having like like you just said like oh but maybe if you think about it from their point of view maybe it's, <laughs> it's kind of okay um to which is, has led to interesting discussions in my players but it would yeah. be nice to have one unified person that's like now he's just straight up a dick like <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no there's no argument no, nobody would argue with the no one in the world would argue yep. that this guy is a nice guy that, that's um that's actually how i how i tackle morality in my games as well going on a tangent here but um i i, I don't i don't tend to think of goblins and orcs and things as inherently evil they mm-hmm. they tend towards evil but they they you it's not uncommon or unheard of to to find a good aligned goblin or orc or yeah. whatever but things from the lower planes the fiends and devils they are inherently evil because the fa- the planes themselves are evil uh, mm-hmm. the hells and the abyss is, is evil so anything native to those gnolls gnolls because they come from yinogu who's a demon lord they're, they're inherently evil in my world so it's things like that mm-hmm. so they're, they're, i'm always if i want them to have some sort of moral moral questioning about the encounter i'll throw something at them that's from the the, the plane the material plane and they'll be like oh yes. bandits should we kill them should we not whereas if i want them to just have have at this this killing of monsters without have, uh, having any sort of moral quandary um, then I'll just throw something that's inherently evil at them that they're not going to think twice about killing because mm-hmm. well it's a fiend so you can't yeah. you can't argue that a demon has actually got some good in him because by nature yeah, yeah. they are evil incarnate. Yeah, somewhere down his line of reasoning, he is going to win. Like he 
that's what he wants the demon there's no even if it might seem otherwise at the end that demon is going to win and get what he wants and in a similar situation my players are fighting um like aberrations and stuff from the far realm the cosmic soup which again are just mindless like we're just here to consume and i don't care what it is we're consuming it's again a very easy sell there to be like this thing's literally made of mouth like of, of mouths. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> There's no yeah. like, but no, maybe he's just hungry. Like, no, that doesn't. That's not gonna. <laughs> fly I, haven't had a, I haven't had a great opportunity to use aberrations yet, but I've I've always been fascinated with the far realm and the sort of the the Lovecraftianness mm. of it, and just the other uh, the otherness of it all, and just the fact that yes. you can't you can't even begin to comprehend what they're what they're thinking or what their intentions are. So just kill it, just kill it, just kill it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's better to be safe, I think, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> If you piss off some cosmic horror, it'll be like three millennia before he takes his revenge anyway, so that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a future world's problem. Yeah, exactly. That's a problem for the future. Um, so we've talked about actual plays uh, and kind of considerations and, and streaming around actual plays. So I play in a game and I, I joined in, maybe they were like 12 sessions in when I, I got asked to join, and that's a podcast they it's all it's all very um diy i guess is the polite way of putting it. it's it's all very you know it's something mm. we do alongside playing a bit like you were saying like the the players come first and then that side yeah. output is we, we do the podcast and yeah the dms always said it's 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 our game first and then yeah and then the other stuff happens that we may as well kind of thing we for a brief while we streamed those when we moved remotely for obvious reasons he was already at his computer. He had his, his streaming set up. So it was, it was easy for him to be like, okay, well, let's migrate. We stream it, we record it. The episode gets released in two or three weeks, but we streamed it at the same time. Now, I know he did not like doing that because of the additional overhead of managing the stream, essentially, at the same time as trying to yeah. run a game. So he tried his hardest, but I could tell, you know, from one human being to another, at the end of that session, he always felt crap because he was just like, I don't feel like I gave you... Yeah the game you you deserve there's only so much attention a human brain can have and if you're spending some of that on streaming even if it's only a minor Mm. amount that's a minor amount that you can't spend on what you would normally be doing in a home game like Mm -hmm. even if you're only spending an extra 10 percent of your brain on this other thing that's the 10 that's 10 percent that you're not using on this on 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 focusing on coming up with where the characters are going next or coming up with oh did i balance that encounter right or all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff so yeah you're I, i can definitely feel that like if you're distracted with something else, you're always going to come out of it feeling like you you didn't give it quite as good a job as you might have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, all the players are like, no, man, that was that was super fun. We had, <laughs> yeah. we had so much fun. It, it sounds bad, but like we almost didn't notice a difference. But <laughs> you know that you were you were streaming. But he was always like, oh, okay. And then he always feels bad of like being like, sorry, you know, audience, I'm not going to be able to interact as much because I'm busy juggling the seven mm-hmm. spinning plates my players have given me this this turn. So yeah, he's since coming back into person we tried streaming it a couple of times in person with like cameras and microphones and oh god that was we were talking about the technical goblins before we came on here and oh yeah that is full of it as well so we've broadly said we're going to stop doing that and we'll just stick to the podcast for the same for that basically the the overhead was just too too much um and i totally empathize and it's also why i would never do it (laughs) i'm happy way happy to be just sitting at a casual player at, at that table it's the reason why on my channel on Twitch I'm, I don't stream live games because it would mm. be so much extra work. Um, and I mm. already run like, I, I lost count now, but I already run like about seven or so different campaigns. Wow. 
and so I, if I was to start another one on Twitch, it would just be it would just be too much work to prepare for the campaign, and then extra work to actually keep up with all of the admin and stuff. The only way yeah. that I would stream a, a live game on Twitch is if I had a like a, a full time assistant that was working during the campaign to 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 work all of the stream the stream elements or the the, the OBS stuff out, all of the yes. all of the overlays and and answering chat and things. It, I would be one of these streamers where it's like you can you can interact with the chat as much as you want, but we won't be looking at it until until we take a five minute bio break or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. the thing that doesn't appeal to me about that because there are plenty of D and D live plays like that on Twitch. The thing that doesn't appeal to me about that is like, then why are we watching it on Twitch? What's the, the whole point mm-hmm. of watching a, a live streaming service is that the the live element that you can interact with them as they go. So like, if if you if they're not going to interact with you at all, the streamers, then why why are we watching it on Twitch and not watching it on YouTube or something instead? So I I I, I steered away from that when I was uh, coming up with content for my channel, and instead I do things like I, I um, because we are releasing a live an episodic series onto YouTube with the Viva guys. Every ep- every week after that episode drops, I do a behind the scenes kind of um almost director's commentary sort of episode on mm-hmm. my Twitch where I go through it and I talk about all the ways that I'd prepared for that session and all the ways that it went immediately wrong and where it, <laughs> where it could have gone if they hadn't have done this and what I was prepared for if this had gone a different role or whatever. Uh, and then another stream I do is I do Robert Reads where I just I, I read some of the D&D modules, the, the Monster Manual or whatever, and we're about to start the Xanathar's Guide on Tuesday. And then I do a just uh, an Ask Me Anything kind of ca- uh, stream where people just uh, can talk to me about uh, DM tips and tricks and things. And then the the one game that I actually do do is like a D&D game is it's still got that interactive element because it's an interactive campaign. It's, I call it Twitch Tales and it's me mm-hmm. streaming as the Dungeon Master, a world that I've created, but the chat is controlling the character. So they are hive minding mm-hmm. one character and just, just today's session they actually leveled up to level five. And basically when they're making decisions for that character, it's all a series of polls in the chat to be like, all right, so should we multi-class? Yes or no? No. Okay. Uh, should we take a, a, a second level ranger spell? Yes. Okay. Uh, which spell should we take? Pass without trace. Okay, cool. So I'm, I'm <laughs> so that way I'm still doing a, a live play, uh, let's play streaming D&D thing, but I'm, I'm making it unique to Twitch. Like you couldn't do yes. that on YouTube. Well, you could with YouTube live, but you couldn't do it with a a non-live streaming situation. I've, no. I've taken the streaming al- uh, element and I've integrated it in, uh, inherently into the D&D game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then then, you, then I'm not left with the question for myself of like, why would people watch this on this platform particularly? Yeah, you've, you've swung the pendulum completely in the, in the direction of like yeah. live interaction as we were discussing earlier. Like if you're DMing a regular game and sometimes you can't have that. So you've just gone, well, let's go f- whole hog on, yeah. on that. Uh, and I bet that leads to... Yeah, but that's a very exciting uh, and interesting kind of dynamic, I guess, that builds. Yes, there are some, because sometimes there's hundreds of people in the chat and they are all controlling one synapse of the brain, essentially, of this character yeah. we call <laughs> Apis. And and so sometimes Apis does things that really surprises me. <laughs> Not too long back, they, uh, they went hunting uh, to try and appease the god of hunting. And they rolled a series of successful checks, um, one after another, and surprised us all by managing to successfully um, incapacitate a Sasquatch, a, a Bigfoot, and lead it back to town and put it into this pit and uh, make it part of this menagerie and stuff. And then, that was surprising enough as it is, but the very next session, I was like, right, this thing's going to need to eat. Uh, are you going to throw some food down to it? Or are you going to go down into the pit and try and uh, hand feed it? And they went, let's go down into the pit. And I went, really? <laughs> 
but it was like a two-thirds majority of the chat going, yes, let's go down into the pit, and one-third going, no, what the hell is wrong with you? So the so Apis climbed down into the pit and got attacked, and the Sasquatch ran away and managed to climb out of the pit and all this. So, so you know, it's, it's, it's a fun and very dynamic thing, and it still has, even though there's like 100 people controlling Apis, it still gives you that element of playing at a table with one person who still manages to, to surprise you or confuse you by a sudden change in the direction that they're going. Yeah, it's, it's got all the same sort of elements you expect from your players. It's just that this particular player is, is played by a hundred different players. Yeah, as in completely blindsiding you with their decisions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and unfortunately, as you were mentioning, it's also got a lot of that overlay problem of being like, okay, we're going to have to bog down the stream for a second while I deal with these tech goblins or I, I mm. change the health on screen or something, which would, would be um, fixed if I had some an assistant that was doing all of the overlay stuff so that I could only focus on the storytelling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. i, I got to say, I did watch a professional... I guess uh, a DMer who was who was DMing on for a bunch of people who I, I believe had paid for the experience that was being streamed and only watched like an hour or so so it's it's not, you know it's unfair to judge completely off based off of that but during the hour he was he was very keen on answering questions that the chat was answering while still DMing like a bit of combat and it was very much like right. toggling mute mute on one and unmute on the other and, and flicking back and forth and I think one of the questions I asked was like oh did you design this map or is this one that's you know, pre-gened from somewhere mm. and I wasn't expecting an answer because when I'm in the middle of combat if I hear <laughs> if I hear someone walking outside the room I'm like ah, I'm thrown off <laughs> I can't concentrate oh, no, I'm out. No, no I'm out of it I can't I gotta get back in yeah so I was, he was like oh no this is this is that and this and, and he's, he's, he's you know, he's responding by talking to the stream. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, thank you for the answer. But also like, what are the, what's happening? Focus on what you're doing, man. <laughs> yeah, so it was, I, I can't help but think even on that again, pinch of salt, even on that short interaction, I can't help but think something was being sacrificed somewhere. Yeah. I don't want to speak too heavily. Yeah, but it just... yeah, potentially. Like, and, and it's, I guess it's, it's a matter of how you, how you look at it. Like if he wasn't to sacrifice that moment to answer your question, then he's mm. not engaging with the chat and the chat are less likely to be interested in, in sticking around to watch it perhaps because it's going to feel like yeah. a recorded piece. And, and so if you're going to have that, if you're going to put it on a live streaming service, then I suppose you've got to engage with your, your live stream. And, and one way of doing it is, as, you've, as you uh, witnessed there, like trying to engage in the moment, uh, one second here, the next second over there and referring mm-hmm. to back and forth from the chat. Another way that some of my streamer friends do it is that they'll just be in the moment with the the scene. Somebody will raid and they'll and you'll see them. They'll kind of flick across and you'll they'll see the oh so and so has just brought in twenty viewers from another stream, um, mm-hmm. and they'll recognize it. They may give like a thumbs up or a, like a, a love heart to the 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 uh, channel to, say, to 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 the video to say that they've acknowledged yeah. you, but they'll stay in the moment with the players. And then at the end of that scene, when the players have wrapped up what they're doing and the DM is a natural progression of like moving on, they'll be like okay. Um, and before we move on to the next scene, I just want to thank uh, Robert for the raid. Uh, welcome, good to have you here. How was your stream? Blah blah blah. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't, if you if you're new to the channel, I'm sorry, and they give you the channel spiel at that yes. point. Yeah. And then they go right. Uh, let's get back into it, and then they'll jump back into it at that point. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that a lot of different GMs do it, and it's main, mainly a matter of preference and a matter of style, really, and and mm-hmm. how well you think you can turn switch your brain in in the moment to uh, streamer <laughs> mode and DM mode and then back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, I can. I can only imagine <laughs> that. Certainly, a skill set that you've got to work on. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So you actually, you've already answered one of the questions I was going to ask you about 
kind of what other content then you do when you're streaming and you mentioned like I actually I actually did jump into that uh, the behind the scenes one you mentioned the the last uh, skit oh, yeah. that you guys did uh, yeah briefly so oh, cool, cool. so you, you do that you um, would have been all sorts of confused you... without the context I'm sure <laughs> oh no because I, I had watched it at that point so uh, yeah oh, cool. it, was, it was all good um, and uh, yes yeah, so you, you do that you do the the ask me anything so I've I've toyed with the idea of doing you know of streaming at some point i got i had obs installed and was like oh i'm scared what's what's this weird thing that i'm having to learn i mean I, i'm embarrassed because i'm i'm come from a te- technical background i work in hardware technology so <laughs> so it's like i shouldn't really be scared by any of this stuff but uh maybe it's because my age i'm just thinking like only the cool kids are doing this nowadays <laughs> it doesn't matter if you've spent an entire lifetime in in software development there's always going to be some new software that like confuses the hell out of you <laughs> like it, yeah the, the whole the whole thing moves so fast that uh i'm not surprised that anyone no matter what their experience is i'm not surprised that anyone's overwhelmed by it at first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i certainly was when i started that is that is reassuring when i first started i was i was contacted in april uh last year by a friend mm. of mine who said they're, they're talking about you in Ben's channel on Twitch. And I was like, what's Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so I literally hadn't heard of it by that point. I, po- I, I popped into Twitch cause I've got an ego and I wanted, pe- I wanted to hear what people were saying about me. Yep. <laughs> and as I popped into the chat, people were like, Oh my God, he's here. Hey, how are you doing? We're loving your isolation games on the moment. Blah, blah, blah. Um, you should, you should stream as well. And I was like, what would I stream? I don't, I'm, I'm not a musician or an artist or a video game. Mm. And they're like, you should just stream yourself talking or, or and i was like people do that why would people watch that and and they were adamant that people would watch so i was like oh, i'll give it a go and i i it was like throw myself in the deep end i two weeks later i had my first stream and it was terrible but people watched <laughs> <laughs> and then within a, a another couple of weeks I, I, I was kind of hooked on it and i've been doing yeah. it ever since then so it, it is a steep learning curve but if you put the time in you'll definitely pick it up uh yeah thanks thanks for sharing that because i imagine a lot of people have that like yeah. god this that my first one was terrible so it's nice to hear oh, yeah. that it, you know that happens to everybody and you know that it will get it can get better if you put the work in as you said yeah i, t- I took the uh, I, t- I took the step of making sure that i saved the uh, first stream of my um twitch and i've put it on my youtube just for prosperity just to be like yes i'm gonna put it out there how terrible it was so that you never think that I'm like trying to hide up all my mistakes and where I came from. Yeah. <laughs> like this is, this is my first stream and it was utter garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was a similar, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. I, I saw a comment on and read it on a, a podcasting sub that was like, I've done X number of episodes and now I'm like way better at yeah. the episode and, and the, and the editing and, and the production and all that kind of stuff versus the first, which was just me in a, in a garbage can <laughs> recording on my phone like should yeah. i go back and basically like Full redo echoes, those episodes? cars going past yeah the yeah like, <laughs> uh i left the microphone on when i went to the toilet like it's all, all the bad things were there. Yeah. and their question was should i go back and and redo like re-edit and remaster those episodes and a lot of the answers were what you've just described was like no it's kind of nice to have have that progression so you can you can kind of clock the, your mastery yeah. through the episodes so it's, it's kind of nice to leave them up there for prosperity to be like no that, that, that those are my humble beginnings <laughs> yeah i agree i think i think the counter argument is that you don't want to put people off your if, if people are new and and especially yes, if they're yeah. like the completionist kind of type like i am i will go back and start listening from episode one to a, a thing and i'll and i'll start listening through there and i'll usually give myself like four or five episodes depending on how long each thing is but i'll be like i'll, I'll listen to a few of them to see if i enjoy it before i 
write it off. But if your mm-hmm. first ten are all kind of in your in your own personal view, just not worth it, then I would yeah. probably keep them for prosperity. But I would take them offline, as it were, and maybe put them behind a paywall, put them on a Patreon, something where mm-hmm. you've got like you can go, hey, if you've enjoyed all my stuff and you're now a super fan and you're hooked and you still want to hear what my first ones were. Here's, yeah. here, you can go onto my Patreon and find them there, and and in the added bonus, it gives you it gives them an incentive to actually support you on a financial. Indeed, yeah, yeah. But perhaps unfortunately, then for me, my perfectionism made those first episodes. They weren't as garbage as I was describing earlier on, uh, so they're they're still good enough to to remain no, public they're, facing. They're, they're good episodes. I went back and listened to them all before this um, this uh, interview. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. We've all got to start somewhere, I think. Is yeah, the... I've genuinely had a, a good a good time listening through all the episodes. I think I've got the latest two that have come out to listen to still, because I've I listened to like thirty something different podcasts. So yeah. I get through them all slowly. Oh no, that, that's great. I'm 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 flattered to to be in that pool of uh, thirty. D and D is like a serious drug, man. I'll 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 consume if 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 I've got two eloquent people talking about D and I've there's a number of times in the past few episodes that I've of yours that I'm like I just wanted to jump in and start discussing. I was like, no, 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 no. You're both getting this wrong. Or, oh, I've got a completely different. I've got a completely different take on this. Or oh, you, we we must play different games. Or oh, I'm 100 percent on Danilo's side on this one. Blah blah. blah. No, good. I'm glad we picked like a really like tame like streaming is is totally your <laughs> wheelhouse. I can't I can't say anything to like <laughs> trigger you uh, <laughs> in this oh, one. Challenge accepted. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that that's good. I mean, my we're we're super digressing now for a second, but um, one of my if I get people that have that opinion, even if it's download, you complete fool, you couldn't be more wrong. That. <laughs> Jokes on them, because that's a success in my book. So. <laughs> yeah. Engage. Engage with the content. I'm still winning. I'm that I'm the fiend from the nine hells. <laughs> yeah, why don't you why don't you comment below about all the things I got wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comments for the algorithm. <laughs> blood for the blood god. something that you mentioned i know you you, you opened with um you felt like you got super hooked on D, and quite interestingly you said later on that you you went from not knowing anything about twitch to then being like oh this is something that is also yeah. i'm hooked on so does it scratch that same itch then in maybe a different way and like what parts of twitch have made you go like oh this is this is something that i want to keep doing in the same way that yeah. D&D, you, you've had that with D. Yeah, that's a good, really good question. I th- I think it's twofold, really. Number one is the fact that they're both kind of linked to uh, together, actually. Um, number one is the immediate feedback that you're getting with Twitch. You can tell mm-hmm. not just from what people are saying in the chat and what people are saying in your Discord after the Twitch stream ends or whatever, but also what people are like, what the viewers are, and and what the all of the data that you can see in the back end of Twitch, like you can see the graphs of how you've been mm-hmm. raising over time. And as your channel's growing, you can be like, that's immediate feedback saying I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. But also the immediate uh, recognition, which sounds the same, but I mean it in more of a financial thing. Like you don't need to, you don't need to have a middleman for the content you like. You don't need to pay a service to give you something that they think you might like. You can just pay that streamer directly to say, hey, yeah. I like the content you make. I like these streams every week. I'm watching more hours of you streaming than I am watching Netflix or YouTube or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. And so the money that I would spend on a Netflix account or a YouTube pro account or whatever, this other, any other streaming service, I'll just pay to you every month. And, and it's, and it's an, an immediate, um, it's an immediate way of making money, um, from, from doing what you do best and what people want you to do. Mm-hmm. And you get, you get the sense of, okay, I'm doing something right. Or, okay, I could be doing something in this direction. People would like it more if I went, if I did more streams like this, obviously. Oh, this one-off, mm-hmm. this one-off interview that I did with so-and-so, that was my highest, highest rated stream yet. So maybe I'll do more interviews or mm-hmm. you're getting much more of an immediate kind of, um, uh, an approval from whether or not you're whether people are actually enjoying the stuff you're doing mm-hmm. which which is very very addictive yeah and very useful from a content creator's perspective as well like i've got mm. i have metrics about my episodes but it's there's no level down so if, if maybe an, an episode has fewer views than its sister episodes i've got no real metrics to say why it's just maybe yeah. that was just a, a bank holiday weekend <laughs> so people didn't <laughs> yeah, listen yeah. to it like there's no could be a whole bunch of things yeah, or that episode yeah. was just garbage, and I don't know because I'm oblivious to it. So there's no, I can see why there's that extra level of metrics yeah. there that can make can be very useful from a content creator's perspective. Now, just to to uh, say the other end of that double edged sword, though, is that you, it can be obsessive. You can you can be in a, in the middle of a stream and you think it's going well, and you glance up to the top corner where it says there's only fifty views, and you're meant to get a, mm-hmm. you're usually getting a hundred, and it can if you're not ready for it, you can be like, oh oh god what's wrong with this stream what am i doing mm. and like you said it might be a bank holiday it might be that the person that you're normally streaming at this time but you were half an hour late today so people have gone back to work and they're not watching on their lunch hour when they would have been or yeah. whatever it could be a whole bunch of things that's not really down to your content but if you're not if you're the sort of person who overthinks things i can imagine it yes. being very difficult to be like oh man I, I didn't have higher views this stream than i did last stream yeah yeah on that note when I started podcasting, I was always told, I say that like I have a, a, a school of mentors that are like, I don't know, you need to do this. <laughs> they sit behind a big, they sit behind a, a, an elevated desk, don't they? There's like a, a yes. circular, semi-circular council. Yeah, and you always the have to come up and the, the council of podcasters. Yeah, and you just always have to come up and be like, I've got this idea. Should I do this? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I read online multiple times that they say consistency is key. Uh, yep. And I'm a fool for making my consistency once a week because then I've just made myself a, a whole bunch of homework all the time. <laughs> but um, is that the same for, for Twitch then or perhaps even yes. you know more so, more, more heightened because it's yeah. that people have to tune in whereas obviously it's on demand for podcasts so is consistency even more king so luckily on twitch you've got a uh, you've got a buffer period where you get uh people say watch it watch it on the vods meaning the video on demand so after you've streamed Mm -hmm. it's saved for two weeks um and then once you reach a certain level of success in twitch they increase you to partner in which case your VODs are now saved for two months. So people can go back okay. and watch my stuff for two months and then it's gone yeah. it's, and it's gone for good. And if it's something that I want to save more than two months, I'll download it and edit it and put it on my YouTube channel instead. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely still, regardless of the fact that people can watch it on demand, very few users of Twitch will bother to watch videos on demand because as, mm. I, as I've t- said multiple times now, the whole kind of purpose of the platform is that it's live streaming and you get to interact with people. You don't get that with the, uh, the VODs. And it's probably even worse, actually, that if you're watching it on the VODs rather than watching something on YouTube, something that's designed to be recorded, because yes. now you're watching something that was recorded where he is interacting with all of his chat and he is talking about FOMO. the bits and the raids. and th- Yeah, and you get FOMO. You're like, oh, man, I, I really want to be interacting with what he's talking about. And everybody's in the chat talking except me because I'm watching it back af- after the yeah. fact. 
so so yeah i've i've found that one of the major points of my success on twitch is that i have put a schedule on that i stick to mm-hmm. i've got some very some very popular uh friends some some of the viva guys some of them don't really stick to a channel a, a stream at all a schedule at all they just like I feel like streaming now and they'll stream, but they've, because mm-hmm. they've got so many followers and so many subscribers, they'll still get hundreds of viewers every stream because somebody will yeah. get a little notification and go, Oh, so-and-so's online. And they'll just go on regardless of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But for, for new streamers, um, I would say definitely it's, it's important to have a schedule and be like, Hey, on Wednesdays I stream this. And on Thursdays I mm-hmm. stream this and every other Saturday I stream this thing, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that, it brings me back around to what I was going to mention earlier on in that I've debated doing campaign prep, for example, yeah. on, on that, which I know isn't streamed. So people only are only ever going to see one side of it, which kind of <laughs> diminishes the, <laughs> diminishes it somewhat because no one's going to know what this, you know, if I design an encounter, nobody's going to see that encounter happen. But <laughs> the, the way I do my campaign prep is very dynamic. It's have I got half an hour here? Do I feel like doing yeah. it there? So it's not really on the, on the one hand, I was like, maybe if I did stream it, it would, make me actually do an hour every week yeah Yeah. rather than turning up half an hour before a session and being like oh crap uh yeah better start actually doing some prep (laughs) (laughs) whereas i can be like no i did i did my hour every wednesday and it's already done and i don't have to worry about it but then conversely is that again there's a bit of overhead you know set up and tear down and all that kind of stuff and i it's it's something i debated so i was just gonna yeah just get your your thoughts on you know how's that gonna maybe impact and not just me but i'm using me as a vehicle here but you know impact the creative process perhaps or it's it, it will definitely I, I would say from my experience it will affect the creative process like you'll be mm-hmm. there's a as we've mentioned before like a part of your brain will be focused on the fact that you're streaming and people are popping into the chat and saying things and giving you bits and mm. oh hey how's it going and uh, somebody will be like all right i'm off to bed now or i'm off to walk the kids oh man i've had a really shitty day today and you're like oh hey what's what's wrong and you sort of engagement and and so you'll yeah. be it's kind of like trying to do your prep in a busy room. If you if you were in a flat with 12 other people living there and they all just kept coming through the living room and talking to you or, or talking to each yeah. other, it might be distracting to, for you. Um, if you are the type of person who can quite easily focus on your stuff while you're, while that sort of thing's happening, though, it shouldn't really affect mm. you too much. And as for the first thing you mentioned about, like, they're going to see the prep and not the encounter, you could always stream two different streams a week. On a Monday, I stream this thing. On a Tuesday, I actually have my home game with my people. And then on Wednesday, I stream to tell you about how it went. And I tell you uh, yeah. what I had to change in the moment. And I give you a breakdown of all the things that we, you, you were there to, for the for the prep. And now you're here for the uh, the breakdown afterwards. That's that's a really nice idea. And I'm kicking myself for having not thought of it before. Because <laughs> there's always, like, you always have, and all the DMs I've spoken to are always like, oh, I never get other DMs to speak to. And you always, you know, because yeah. you can never speak to your players about it. And you never want to... Yeah. You never want to do the Wizard of Oz and reveal the back end to the players because no, it the, reduces yeah. their suspension of disbelief and all that kind of stuff. So it would be a nice outlet, just to, even if I'm just screaming into the void, to, <laughs> to be like, "This is how garbage it went for me." Yeah, 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 yeah. And you got to you got to just ban your players from that group and be like, "Hey, you just can't watch my streams. I'm sorry." Yeah. <laughs> it's on a, on a system i can't ban you but because i don't know your twitch names but but yeah. i just need to trust that you're not going to watch me especially on a monday during uh my preparation and on a wednesday for the the recap yeah. because i'm going to be talking about you i'm going to be talking about the direction of the campaign oh it's... I, fa- I found out the i found out just the other day that one of my uh one of my home game players uh watches a lot of my stream i don't think i've ever seen her in one of my streams so i assumed she wasn't watching and then i, I started mm-hmm. talking about her character at one point 
And then she called me being like, how dare you talk about Megan? She was joking. It was like, I was saying, <laughs> yeah. I was saying it all sort of tongue in cheek. And she was like, how dare you? Kev is a lovely person. And I was like, what? I didn't even know you watched my streams. And she's like, yeah, I'm always lurking. I'm always <laughs> watching, but not commenting. Count, so counting your blessings, you weren't like, I've got this one player that I just hate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whew. Dodged a bullet there. That's, that was next <laughs> That was next week's stream. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I might, I might debate that a little bit more. I would say if you can afford the time to do it and you can afford the time to think about it, then do it. There's, mm-hmm. there's, what are you, what are you going to lose? You might, as, you might as well try it out and see like this is, this isn't for me. You might even make it like a bi-weekly stream or once per month if, if, if you really, mm-hmm. if you, if that's all the time you can afford to do it. Um, if you want to grow the channel, it needs to be a little more frequently than once a month so that people are actually remembering yeah. and. Um, even if it's like, I would say even every other week is a little bit pushing it because people, if, unless it's like every Saturday I watch Danilo at this time yes. while I'm making my dinner, then they're going to forget. Yeah. Um, and although they do get a little an- announcement saying Danilo's just gone live, it's it's often not enough because they're in the middle of no, something else and they'll forget. Yeah, it's it's building that routine, isn't it? Yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure it's, uh, you know, I know that there's all kinds of hoop, uh, hoops, yeah, hoops that YouTube people have to jump through in terms of like you know, length of the videos and all yeah. that kind of stuff that also impacts the viewership. I can imagine that Twitch is very much the same in terms of frequency and length and all that kind of stuff there's, as well. There's definitely yeah. stuff that will, yeah, there's definitely stuff that I'm sure in the back end will affect how, how well Twitch is pushing you towards new play, new people and stuff. But the way that Twitch mm. works is not, it, it doesn't really work on recommendations as much as YouTube and things. People will go mm. onto YouTube just to scroll and see what's new on the newsfeed. Uh, and from my experience, people go to Twitch to watch the people that they've specifically followed. They, yes. they go there to, because they've just got an announcement that there's someone they like is on. They don't go there to just scroll to see who's online as much. Some people mm-hmm. do, but not as not nearly as often. So people will, if they like your content, they'll follow, they'll subscribe, they'll get a little notification when you go live, and then they'll they'll follow you. Mm-hmm. And then people like me, who really likes your content, will start following you. And then if you're live <laughs> when I... One of the cool things about Twitch is when you, if you're live when I'm finishing a stream, I can raid you, meaning that I've got 120 viewers on mine, I go, all right, everybody, uh, I'm going to end the stream there, but there's a really good uh, YouTube, uh, really good Twitch streamer called Danilo on. Uh, I'm just going to go raid his channel, uh, make sure to drop him a follow and listen to what he's got to say. See you later. I end my stream, I send you all of my 120 viewers, and then a bunch of them follow, <laughs> start following, and they're like, it comes with my recommendation that you're a good dude, kind of thing. And vice versa. Like it, That's that's kind of how I got, a, that's thankfully how I got a huge leg up in when I first started, is because of my connection with Viva La Dirt League. Mm-hmm. And they started raiding me and a whole bunch of people were like, hey, that's the DM for your, from your channel. And yeah. that's how I got my first followers. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to time all of my streams to be about <laughs> five minutes before you, finish. no matter if it's like 4am my time. <laughs> all right, so, sorry, girlfriend, I've got to get up and stream. Uh, uh, let me just uh, <laughs> neck yeah. this coffee and, <laughs> and it'll be garbage quality. <laughs> that's one of the benefits of being at your time, UK time, is that being here in New Zealand, I have to time all of my streams so that I'm going to be meeting somebody in the US or, or Europe. Like mm. I have to be like, okay, I'm going to stream at 10 p.m. on a Monday because then I'll actually have people awake to listen to it yeah. <laughs> rather than only people in Australia and New Zealand listening. Yeah, so I, I vary the times that I stream so that I can try and catch at least America or Europe, if not both. That's one of the concessions that I certainly didn't think of, and I didn't. My intention of this recording wasn't to turn it into like a podcast versus streaming thing, but obviously I'm leaning on my experience today. Well, no, yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, obviously that's something that I'd never have to care about. Maybe maybe I should do, actually, about when the episode drops, but broadly, people wake up six hours after it's dropped. It's still sitting there on their phone saying it's dropped, and it, yeah. they listen to it a second it comes up, or they listen to it ten hours later. It makes no difference to me. That is one of those extra things to to consider that I honestly hadn't thought of myself that's quite interesting. It definitely is a, a consideration. It's something that I never really got. I, I, I um I did a podcast for a year with a friend, a couple of friends of mine, and it was a consideration that we talked about. We were like, "What? How do we know what time to like drop the episode and stuff?" And and eventually we were like, "It's going to matter so little to us in the grand scheme." Mm. Of it. It, like we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of subscribers and stuff. It doesn't. It just let's just whatever makes our life less work. <laughs> here's here's a. Here's a really good parallel that I'm really proud that I've just thought of. So, boom, this this is gonna blow your mind. So, <laughs> you really set you've really set this up, haven't you? Yeah, uh, some profound nature of the universe stuff now. No, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be the sort of thing that they'll quote, but <laughs> they'll 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 misattribute it to Confucius. This. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you ready, everybody? Uh, so, in the same way that I think personally, D and D asks a lot of new players. Uh, there's a lot of front end building that has implications that people might not be aware of in terms of like building characters and picking your ability scores and mm-hmm. items and stuff for certainly longer form campaigns that you might be 10 sessions in and be like, oh, I really kind of didn't think of that I didn't think this stuff. Through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I've built some like garbage character <laughs> that doesn't really work that well. Um, in the same way that I think podcasting also does that because it asks a lot of newbie people like myself to be like you have to do it at the same time it's you know always have new stuff coming out at the same time every day so at that time i was just like uh well this episode's ready on friday so i guess they'll all be ready on friday from now on (laughs) and i put i put the last one up at 1 p.m so i guess this one will be up at 1 p.m and now i'm at a point where i'm like you're locked into tradition there's there's probably a better time and a better day to drop that that will lead to maybe more (laughs) listeners but now i'm but everyone's telling me consistency is key so which which one do i pick do i pick losing my consistency to pick a better day or do i pick a better day and lose that it's always been friday at 1 p.m uh the thing is the consistency of friday at 1 p.m is consistent fine but the consistency of friday at 1 p.m until this date and then monday at 7 p.m from this date onwards that's still consistent there's mm. one single break where it was an inconsistent week and then it's consi- back to complete consistency. And mm-hmm. the benefits to reward, the risk versus reward, the benefits to drawbacks, is it, it, it will only pay off over time, right? You, yes. the, the, amount of, the amount of time that it's saving you every week to have it go out on this other, this other time or the amount of stress that it's saving you or whatever it is that's want, making you want to change the time just change just change the time it's it's it, it's not as important that you that you are consistent every week and locked into one particular mm. thing because of just some arbitrary way that you did it back then that's how traditions are formed that's how yeah. that's how these ridiculous superstitions are formed about well i've always worn these socks when i like you 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 you, you got to feel free to change something once you know more about the thing i've changed mm-hmm. i've changed the schedule of my stream multiple times but only ever when i feel like there's a need for it like I'll have a Christmas break and I'll go, when I go back from Christmas break, guys, I've decided that I'm no longer going to be doing this stream on a, on a Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to be taking Wednesdays off. I'm going to be doing this stream and stuff. And then as soon as I've said that, bam, I've locked it in again. This is now my schedule. Yeah. Until such a future time when I go, this isn't working for me anymore. I'll change it. Hmm. What, what they mean by consistency is key is just don't be doing that every week. <laughs> don't be, don't hmm. be rechanging your things just because you're like, 
oh well this this week actually it doesn't feel right to be doing it on a monday at 7 p.m so i'll do it at wednesday at midnight and oh no that was a bad idea i've given it one week to decide whether or not that was a good idea and it's not worked yeah. in that one week so i'm going to change it back to monday at seven that's that's what that's what it means to just not not be uh, inconsistent with it and and it really is the same with the same with anything like even with D D prep I've, i i have started recommending to people when they're talking about you know advice for new players new uh, new dms uh, world building and stuff i say start with a world that you are not going to get tied to keep in mind that this is this this home world that you're creating is going to get scrapped give yourself mm. a set limits just be like five episodes five sessions or 10 sessions or whatever, and just give yourself a hard limit and be like, after 10 sessions, we are going to scrap everything we've done. Because after 10 sessions, I'm going to know more about what I want from my world to actually, because there are, and, I'm, and I give that advice as, uh, from my own experience, because I have, I have got so many things that are tied down in my world now, my homebrew world, because mm-hmm. I've been playing in this homebrew world with seven yep. different campaigns for the last five years, and I can't change any of them, but I'm really disappointed that there are so many days in the week, or I'm really disappointed that I, that I have so many gods or whatever. Like, I, There yeah. are things about my homebrew process, that about how I've created my world, that I would love to change. I would love to change the different scale of the different cities on my... I look at my map yes. and I go... Oh crap, man! Why are these two? Why are these two cities next to each other, like an hour's walk away? Oh, it's because I screwed up the map right at the beginning. I should have given myself the opportunity to go. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make as much as I can. And after we've played ten sessions, I've realized. Oh, on my next campaign, on my next world, I need to pay more attention to the uh, the gods or how the universe was created. I need to pay more attention to scaling and distance between cities. Or and and. I'd say that's the same with podcasting. You got to give yourself that first, however many episodes to go. Like, this is how we find our feet. Then I'm going to change the scheduling, or, or I'm going to change the format, or I'm going to introduce a new bit or a new jingle or something. I'm going to change something about the podcast just to, to sort of uh, reflect what I've learned in those first ten episodes. Mm. And then, like we were talking about before, take those first ten episodes offline and put them behind a paywall and be like, hey, they're still mm. there. They're for for um, for prosperity. But uh, and I can still access them. I can still reference them. I can still take clips from them if I want to reference back to them or whatever. But but I've I, I'm I'm happier now with how I've rebranded myself yeah. from this point forward. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's thank you for sharing those stories because it's a pain that I have also felt in my own homebrew world of <laughs> here's a world map, and then I've actually looked at actual like professional world maps and gone ah. <laughs> Yeah, that mine isn't that. You're like, <laughs> mine is, oh, is else. oh, yeah, yeah. There shouldn't be a lone mountain there, should there? <laughs> oh, yeah, why is no. that? Why is that river forking into two different bats? That's not how rivers work. Oh. No, nope, not at all. I did. I also made uh, a calendar, like you said, like how many days in the week there. I also made because yeah. obviously I know best. Um, I made a calendar, and you know, there's months, uh, month names, and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and. It's it for some reason because I hate maths. It ended up with like two hundred days, just a round number. So yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I was happy with that until someone asked me like, "How old are your humans?" Yeah, if a year only has twelve <laughs> two hundred days, doesn't that yeah. make everyone live like relatively much shorter than they do now? And I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." So what? I guess they do. So, so what? I guess that yeah, that's totally intentional. Huh? Yeah, of course and they then, do. And then it's you like... and then you put a patch on that and you say like, "Oh, yeah, it's because of um, magic. There was a god." Uh, that that allowed people to mature at a faster rate. Uh, yep. oh, okay, what happened to that god? Oh god, don't ask me follow-up questions. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm oh, patching something He's that gone. I didn't think about. <laughs> oh wow, someone was powerful enough to kill a god. How how did he die? What happened to? It? What was the repercussion of not having that god in the world anymore? Oh god, I, I didn't. Mean, I just wanted a round number. 
yeah, yeah. Just yep. two hundred sounded nice at the time. <laughs> I did the I did the exact same thing on the uh, I love maths. So I, I went about it through like um, binary systems, and I decided that the number four was going to be a powerful number in my world. And so all of the uh, all of the weeks have uh, eight days, and there's exactly four weeks in a, a month. So every month has thirty two days. Uh, and yep. then I was like, and then uh, there's going to be exactly twelve months because it's uh, four uh, fours go into twelve and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, but if there's 32 days times 12, then that's going to be more than 365. So it's going to be more than a year. So then that means that everybody's living a little longer. So I had to I had yes. to work backwards and work through all that repercussions. And then I got to a point where I was like, yep, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with the, the a 20-year-old human in my homebrew world would be would have lived more days than a 20-year-old human on Earth. Yes. And that's fine. That's, that's well funny that both our problems are the same, just in the other direction. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> what a weird coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is there anything uh, you wanted to talk about that we might not have covered yet? Um, I think the versatility of streaming, I guess. I touched on it a little bit in the, all the different types of streams that I do, but also mm. kind of the the joy that can come from watching something at the same time every day and, and getting like a, getting invested in that character because it's, it feels for a lot of people like you're also at the table. If you do, if you, if you do streaming done right, you can really feel like you're sitting at the table with the rest of the players there and you're... Mm enjoying you're enjoying that campaign and you're really invested in what's going on for them and then you might come back to that same streamer and maybe they've got something uh, a different campaign starting or maybe they've got a charity stream uh, there's a few uh, streamers friends of mine uh, just a shout out to um, dead aussie gamer and uh, dreaded gm particularly uh, fantastic dungeon masters and, and streamers mm-hmm. um, and quite often they're giving back to the community by having charity streams and things like that, that where they're raising money for you name it and because it's a live service, because it's a, a streaming platform where the people who are enjoying the stuff are right there watching you, you can say, hey, this is what we need to do. And, and it's, like, it's like the old days of a telethon. The people watching are the people who are giving the money. So they can be, you, can, you can speak to them directly and say, hey, we need to raise this amount by this, te- this time. And if we do, here's a little bonus to the next session or the next campaign that we've been watching or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know that character that you all love in this next campaign? I'm going to give him a nut 20 on the next thing he rolls if we raise this much money by this time. Mm-hmm. So streaming can be a really joyous and wonderful time for, for people uh, watching and playing it. And I just wanted to sort of touch on that charity charitable sort of element before we sort of wrap up the whole thing as well. It's not just a self-indulgent um, sort of, I'm just going to watch <laughs> this as entertainment. It can be yeah. just as just as interesting as a home game that you're actually playing, and in a in a world where we're all kind of locked down and hard to get in, back in person with uh, players or find a find a game to play with, it can scratch that itch for a lot of people who aren't able to play themselves. They can get online and watch other people playing it or talking about it. Hmm. No, thank you for that. It's nice to have that kind of you know that wholesome close to the to the episode. Uh, such a sincere wholesome close as well. So thank you very much for that. Is there anything you would like to plug? Maybe some kind of streaming thing. Maybe um, you might do? let me think. What do I do that might? <laughs> uh, so you can find me on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash Robert Hartley GM. R O B E R T H A R T L E Y G M. Robert Hartley GM. Um, you can also just find me on uh, Viva La Dirt League D and D, where I where I uh, am the dungeon master for the Viva La Dirt League guys. Oh, and one more thing. I've just written and created a web series called D&D Logic. It's a series of short skits about D&D, and the first episode just dropped on Tuesday uh, called Backstories, <laughs> about about how some people's epic backstories don't quite line up with their, their level one character stats. 
Brilliant. Uh, yeah, as usual, all the links will be in the description. And do check out that comedy series because uh, it was very funny. I sent that to a, a couple of my groups and uh, to quote, yeah, I think I think they said that was very funny. So that's some legit <laughs> feedback high, for you. Yeah, high feedback. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, as usual, everything's in the episode description. Please, uh, well, I think Robert said enough how much he loves engaging. So please do go and check out his, his stream and tell him where you've come from, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely love it. If you pop into my stream and you've been sent here from listening to this episode, please say so, and I will. I'll uh, I'll chat to you about it. Uh, yeah, and, and likewise with me. And perhaps maybe you'll be able to do that with me sometime soon. Yeah, uh, I'm as soon as you start uh, your stream, you let me know. Yeah, I'm I'm certainly coming out of this inspired. So I hope <laughs> that other others are too. Uh, otherwise, all that's left to say is thank you ever so much for your wisdom and insight and experiences today, Robert. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, everyone at home, for listening. And good night.